Well, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, everyone, for coming tonight. Thank you for allowing me to come and, and get to minister the word to you tonight. Um, I was praying, praying with the Lord this morning and uh, just sitting right over there. And uh, hallelujah, the Lord told me where he wanted me to go. Proverbs chapter 8. You know, we've been talking about encounters. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Welcome back, and we're glad to have you back. It's wonderful to be in a place. Um, you know, it's wonderful just to be here. Amen, just like you said. We'll go to Proverbs chapter 8. And we're talking about encounters. When you look up encounter, it's kind of interesting. The, the, the basic thing of encounter is you're face-to-face with something, whether it's a small thing or a significant thing, but it's face-to-face, okay? It could be anger, it could be love, it could be all kinds of things, but it's face-to-face. And uh, we just had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. And uh, the Holy Spirit wants me to say this to you. You make the encounter happen with Jesus. You make it happen. You make it happen. And as I was sitting there praying this morning, the Holy Spirit, the voice, you know, just the loving voice of the Lord came and said, I want you to tell these guys I made a covenant with them in the word that says, I want to talk to you every day. I want to walk with you every day. It's all over in the covenants. All we got to do is just spend some time with them, right? Spend some time with them. He's waiting. He's waiting to spend some time with you and he wants to do it. All he's asking for you is just get your schedule out. Just find a time. And just get in his presence. Amen. Just get in his presence. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. It's the little daily encounters that you have with the Lord where correction will take place and where guidance will take place. And they'll have you prepared and ready for bigger encounters throughout the day. So, hallelujah. In Proverbs chapter 8, if we go to verse 32, um, the Holy Spirit wanted me to go over these scriptures. So, let's put it up there. Now, therefore. Hallelujah. Now, therefore. I used to be in the army, right? So, I was in Bravo Battery when I was in the Army, in the military, okay, went through basic training, I was in Bravo Battery when I was over um, in Korea, I was in the 2nd of the 61st Air Defense Artillery, 2nd Infantry Division, and uh, you'd have about 40 or 50 guys, and so they'd form the platoon up, and they'd say, attention, and everybody would snap to attention, they'd all form up. Now, when that word attention was given, our ears are up, and we're ready for a command. And they would give a command, and that entire body of 60 people would be walking in unison together. I mean, it was just the most wonderful thing. But when you go to attention, you're expecting a command. Your ears are up, you are focused, and you are expecting a command. So, now therefore, hearken unto me. Hearken. Hearken. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That means trust. Trust in what, he, what Jesus is going to say. Trust what the Holy Spirit is going to say to you. Okay? My attention. Focus. Hear and obey. Choose to protect. Okay? So, hearken unto me, O you children. This is covenant right here. He's calling you children. This is covenant talk right here. Family. This is relationship right here. When, when, every time I read that, I, I literally almost want to start crying. Because this is re- relationship. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O you children. For blessed. Blessed. Blessed are you. That keep and protect and guard my ways. You know, as you begin to pray and you begin to open up your prayers, your belly begins to open up. There's, it's like fingers in your bellies. As you begin to guard that, as you begin to cherish that, as you begin to cherish your presence, I mean the presence of the Lord, as you begin to cherish the word of God as you're doing it, you'll begin to learn how to keep his ways. You'll guard it. You'll protect it, right? And we've got to learn how to guard and protect his ways. We, we just have to do that. we just got to learn how to guard and protect his ways. And that comes through the word. It comes through fasting and prayer, right? 
But, he, but this just gets so exciting. But you do this daily, right? But you also do it in your body and your mind and your spirit. You're a three-part being, right? You're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in the body. So you have to make sure you're, you're taking care of your mind. And in the name of Jesus, devil, come down right now. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, you are seated higher in the heavens than those strongholds in the name of Jesus. And those strongholds are coming down in the name of Jesus. And all this junk that you've been doing, messing with the mind of this body of believers, in the name of Jesus is over in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But we do this daily in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Verse 33. Verse 33. Here, there it is again. Second time. Here, instruction. Okay, we've got to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. And this is something I've been doing for the last 86 days here now since the start of the year. I mean, I listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm yielding to Him, but I'm getting focused. I have retuned my focus with the Holy Spirit, okay? But we need to hear. We need to yield to an agreement with the Holy Spirit, regardless of our own thoughts, regardless of what's going on around us. We have to get intimate in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So hear instructions. Hear instructions. Be wise and don't refuse it. Okay? So as you come into the presence of the Lord, as you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, as you begin to spend time in the Word, okay? And as you're doing this, the Holy Spirit's going to start talking to you. Okay? He's going to start training you to hear His voice. Okay? He's going to train you to start sensing Him. He leads you by the inward witness, right? That's the number one supernatural way he'll lead you, okay? Still small voices will come. Sometimes even authoritative voices will come. But the number one way he's going to lead you is in the inward witness. And that, that's what we're focusing on here, right? Encounters. Encounters with the presence of the Lord so you can recognize his presence. So that when you go out there, you'll hear his voice. You'll sense his presence. Oh, my goodness. Hear instructions and be wise. Don't refuse it. Oh, my goodness. That word instruction in the Hebrew is, is the word musar. It means you establish discipline. You have to practice. You know, when I was in the military, I did, and some of you don't know, I, I retired Air Force, but I was actually in the Army two years. And when I was in basic training, you'd get your rifle, right, for all you Army guys who know what I'm talking about. We could take that thing apart and put it back together at our sleep, right? We would discipline ourselves. We would discipline ourselves. So that way when we were in formation or that way we were called to do something, we knew how to respond and how to react. You could do it in an instant's notice. In fact, they would train you so good on how to do your weapon and how to put your weapon together, you could actually do it in a combat situation. That's why they scream and yell at you when you're in basic training. They are screaming and yelling at you so much to get you to react under pressure so that when pressure time comes, you're going to know how to react. And this is why the Lord's spending time with you. This is why He wants you to get in His presence. This is why He wants you to walk with you. For one, He loves you. And two, He wants you to know how to respond in certain situations, right? So you know how to respond when you go out there, right? So, oh, let's get back here. All right, so, verse 34. Let's go to verse 34. Blessed! Is the man that, now this is the third time we've seen this word, heareth me. Get a pattern here? See what's going on as you spend time with his word and you spend time with his presence? You begin to adjust? You're in his presence. You're in an encounter here. Okay? Blessed is the man that heareth me. He's watching daily at my gates. Skill in the word. Cooperation with the law of life. You're watching daily at his gates. You're waiting at the posts of his door. Lord, I'm yours to command today. 
Lord, I'm yours to command. Do you want me to eat lunch today or do you not want me to eat lunch today? Lord, do you want me to eat later? Lord, I'm yours to command. I'm yours to command, Lord. I'm standing at your door. I'm waiting, Lord. I am here. I am here. I am yours to command today. I am yours to command. I am yours to command, Lord. I am yours to command. I've shared this story. I'm in the Pentagon. And I'm, I'm serving with uh, one of the Marine generals. And he's getting ready to go. And uh, he's got two weeks left, and then he's supposed to go command a unit over in Iraq. And the uh, Holy Spirit says, he's sitting down, and he's talking about how he can't hear out of this ear. And he's kind of nervous because he's got to pass his flight physical to go. And the uh, word of the Lord comes right up. I want to heal his ear. Lord, <laughs> I'm in a meeting in the Pentagon right now. We're in the command center right now. All these people are standing around here. You know, you want me to do what in this command center? You want me to tell this man the Lord wants to heal his ear, right? So I went back, and I went back into the emergency action center. And um, I said, all right, Lord, I'm yours to command. Um, you tell me when to go forward, and I'll do it. But you've got to set it up so that I can have an opportunity to talk to this man. And so about two and a half hours later, man, the voice of the Lord was so strong. Go. So I go up front, and I'm walking, and he's talking to three or four guys. I says, look at that, Lord. See, he's not ready. He's talking to three or four guys. All of a sudden, he leaves. And he just goes into a corner in the command center, and he sits down by himself. And he starts playing with his chair. Because he was sitting in it earlier, and he didn't like how it was. So he wanted to get it just right. And I'm like, oh, no, this is really going to happen, isn't it, Lord? <laughs> and so, so I walk in there, and uh, I just walk right up to him. Now, you've you got to understand, it's so funny. And I say, uh... General, I said, I love the Lord, and I serve the Lord. And he told me to tell you that in the name of Jesus, your ear is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And then I just walked right out of there, and I just walked away. And I just walked right back into the command center, and he's just sitting there like this, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I get back in there. Long story short was, is uh, he sat down a couple days later, and as he's sitting down to do his test, his ear popped open, and he could hear and, and, he, and, he, and he came running up to me. He's, just, he's screaming at me at the end of the hallway like three, three or four days later when I'm coming down there. He says, I can't talk to you. I got to go. But he said, um, I can hear in his ear. I can hear. He, come to find out the man loves the Lord. He's a Christian and he loves the Lord. And a wonderful man of God. So, I mean, but, but this is why the daily encounter with the Lord will set you up for the bigger encounter, right? So you're blessed. When you wait at the post of his doors, what did Joshua do, right? Didn't he wait at the post of the doors all the time? Um, oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, my goodness. It's those little course corrections. It's those little changes, isn't it? Otherwise, our hearts get hard. And if our hearts get hard, it begins to be difficult to hear the voice of the Lord. We get distracted. Amen. You know, in John chapter 5, Jesus is talking and he says, you know, my judgments are true. They're right. 
Because it's not, it's the Lord that's in me that's telling me how to make the judgment. It's the Father that's in me. And uh, he says, the works that I'm doing are not my own, right? It's the Father that's in me. He tells me how to do these works. And Jesus was always constantly praying, right? Always constantly in there. Oh, yeah, Holy Spirit, amen. Hallelujah. Intimate, expecting, learning how to control the flesh, right? Learning how to saturate your mind. You know, a coach mentors those he loves. That's what it says in Proverbs 3, right? He'll mentor those he loves. See, there's no word in the Hebrew for mentor. They just use the word chastise, right? But it's the same word for mentor. It's the same word as a coach would take somebody that he loves and he would coach. It's the same word as a teacher, you know, with a pupil, that they'd take somebody that they would love and they would start to correct you, right? And they would start to train you because he loves you, right? And I looked everywhere in the word for coach. It's not in there, right? It's just not in the Bible, right? It's coaching. These encounters you have with the Lord, he'll begin to talk to you. He'll begin to show you things about you. He'll begin to talk to you. And you'll begin to hear him. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hallelujah. Choose life, right? Choose life. Learning how to walk in abundant favor. Learning how to walk in the favor of the Lord. Learning how to walk in abundant favor. Learning how to walk in the favor of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Time in His presence. Time in His presence in the name of Jesus. Time in His presence in the name of Jesus. Time in His presence. These encounters. These are the encounters the Lord looks for. These are the encounters the Lord looks for because He's going to open up more in Jesus' name. He's going to open up more encounters. Time in His presence. Time in His presence in Jesus' name. Time in His presence in the name of Jesus. Watching daily. Expecting. Expecting the fingers of your belly caressing the Holy Spirit. The fingers of your belly not letting go. And the Bible says those that believe on me, out of their bellies will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. If you hold that, if you trust that, if you can be willing and obedient and say, Yes, sir, Lord, when I hear your voice, I will be obedient. When I hear you, I will do it. And practice, practicing, practicing hearing the voice of the Lord in the morning, practicing, staying in his presence in the name of Jesus, letting that well open up in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, wells opening in Jesus name, believing in wells opening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This place is going to be known as the place where the wells are open in Jesus' name. This place is going to be known where people have encounters with God in the name of Jesus. This place is going to be known where people have encounters every morning with the Lord. Man, go to Heritage of Faith. These people encounter the Lord in Jesus' name. They encounter God. Encounters happen with them. Hallelujah. Okay, go to 35. Whoso finds me finds life. Yeah, when, when I was a little kid, we used to watch the, the great adventures with the pirates, you know, all those things. Um, I won't get into all the movies, but you go after a buried treasure, right? Now, if you have the map, you know where the treasure is, right? 
But the world doesn't know where the treasure is. Isn't that what wisdom is? It's laid up. Sound wisdom's laid up for the righteous, right? For those that are righteous. If we can just get out of the flesh, if we can just start digging into the Word of God, if we can just start digging in prayer, if we could just start praying in the Holy Ghost and just keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. If we can just establish time with the Lord, Lord, I'm going to spend time with you today. If we could just keep doing that, right? We're going to find, we're going to find, you're going to find him. You're going to hear his voice. You're going to tune in and you're going to find that life, that well of life, that belly flowing out in the name of Jesus. And you'll obtain favor from the Lord. Oh my goodness, favor of the Lord. And the Bible says you'll have favor with both God and man when that happens in Jesus' name. I mean, this is a simple encounter, right? But it was so big on my heart from the Holy Spirit to bring these scriptures up today. You're in His presence. You're in His presence when you do this. You're in His presence when you do this. This is more valuable the Bible says then all the rubies put together to be in His presence. And you make the time. You make the time. Now, we don't instruct God. This is what my wife's been correcting me about and I've been learning really good. She's always been reminding me about. I can't instruct the Lord. i got to learn how to listen to Him. Father, I thank You in the name of Jesus that they are opening up time in their schedules. In Jesus' name. That they're opening up time to fast and pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we're obtaining favor in Jesus' name. Favor. Hallelujah. Favor. Practicing. Skillful. Skillful in hearing His word. Skillful in hearing His voice. Skillful. Skillful, so when you get a bad report, you just step back, you just take that breath, and you just hold your belly there, and you just protect that love of the Lord that's in you, and you just say, Doctor, I heard what you said, or you just say, So-and-so, I heard what you said, but I'm just not going to agree with that in Jesus' name. It says in Isaiah 54, it was talk- he's seeing Jesus, and he says, You'll be established in righteousness. You will be far from fear, away from oppression. He says, terror, it won't come near you. Oh my goodness, when I read that at my eyes, I was like, what? He says, the devil's going to come, he's going to make a weapon, but it's not from me. And he says, anything he does, you get your foot stuck in the trap or he's making something, I'll get it out. I'll pluck it out in the name of Jesus. You got that right. You have that right in the name of Jesus. You have that right. And hallelujah in Jesus' name. Go to the next uh, verse. Go to 36. Okay. He that sins against me wrongs his own soul. All they that hate me love death. And, um, you know, sin, when you read that in the Hebrew and you start looking at it, when you dig into that word, you're missing the mark, right? Something's going wrong. You're missing the mark. You're, You're making a mistake, right? And so, and then he talks about wrong. And what I thought was interesting about that word wrong was it means you treat something violently. You seize it. You throw it. You shake it. It's, it's being seized. It's an action verb, right? And, of course, the soul is you yourself. And hate there is treat as an enemy. And so, you know, I don't want to get to the place where my heart gets hardened. I want to get to the place where it's soft, 
where I can hear the Lord. But thank God we got a covenant. And this is what got me excited with the Holy Spirit. When I missed the mark, okay? And he says, it says in his word, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of that unrighteousness. And he so very lovingly told me, this is a covenant I've made with the Christian. Hallelujah. Oh, man, that just made me excited. So I just want to thank you. It's, it's 749. I don't want to take up too much time there. But I just want to thank you that these little simple encounters with the Lord, just in his presence. And he wants to be with you so much. He wants to have encounters with you. I mean, he wants to say things to you, love on you, hug on you. And it's just in that time that you just set aside with him and you just get in his presence. And then, of course, you'll go out there and you'll just do wonderful things. So hallelujah. So thank you, Lord. All right, Pastor Justin. We'll, we'll do the tag team. Thank you, Joseph. I'm just going to continue on where Joseph left off. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn to, well, you should have your Bibles. So should not, there should be a question. Um, Genesis 24. And so when we have this intimate time that Joseph's talking about with the Lord, and we have this continual relationship, and we have continual encounters with God... Encounters with God shouldn't be something, you know, well, way back in, you know, 1990, I, you know, I had this time with God. And yeah, there's going to be some, yeah, there's going to be some supernatural things that you can look back on and dates that will mark your life. And, and I understand that. But yet, at the same time, you shouldn't go another 40 years before you ever hear his voice again. You know, it shouldn't, you shouldn't go, you know, like, you know what, well, back in, back in 20 years ago, man, we felt the presence of God like we never felt it before. But if that's the case, then there's something either, either uh, you're not in proximity to him, <laughs> if that's the case, because his presence is always available. His presence is at the mention of his name. <clears throat> so in Genesis chapter 24, what does, what does walking close with him produce? Verse, um, Excuse me, verse uh, 40, I believe it is, says, But he said to me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. Now, this was Abraham telling, I, tell, uh, telling his servant to go find his son a, a spouse. And he goes and he's like, Well, what's going to happen? How would I know these certain things and what's going on? And he said, And he says, But he said to me, The Lord before whom I walk. Who Abraham walks, meaning because Abraham walked before the Lord, it says, I've walked before him and he's prospered my way. Now let's look at Genesis 48. Genesis 48. So we have Abraham, Isaac, and we have Jacob. And here at verse 15 of Genesis 48, he says, And, blessed, and, blessed, and he blessed Joseph and said... God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked. So the servant was saying this about Abraham concerning uh, finding Isaac, a, a spouse. And here, now, later on, you have Joseph, and he, and he blessed Joseph. This is um, Jacob, um, Abraham, Isaac. This is Jacob blessing Joseph. And Jacob says, and God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked. And what happened with those that walked with him? The God who has fed me all my life long to this day. He fed him his entire life. He gave him sustenance. He gave him strength. That was feeding him not just naturally, but that would be feeding spiritually. Meaning, as he walked with, as his 
grandfather and his father walked with God that he said he fed me. Meaning I walked with them like they walked with him and God's fed me my entire life. Then it says, and the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. So this is the, the lifestyle of someone that's walking with God. He fed him his entire life and now it's saying that he redeemed me from all, all evil. Bless the lads and let my name be named upon them in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So walking with God in this relationship with God would cause them to prosper, would cause them to increase. And what Joseph said, out reading Proverbs chapter 8, it said, and you would have favor. You have this favor. Favor is the aspect of God, God in connection with you. God's favor uh, makes up for our weaknesses. God's favor makes up for that which is lacking. God's favor causes us to, to step in areas that in the natural we may not have the ability to step into. His favor changes laws. His change, favor changes rules. His favor will cause you to get the best jobs. His favor will open doors that no man can shut. His favor. But all this favor is a result of us walking with him. Now let's go to Mark chapter 6. It's always interesting in when, wherever we have two people ministering, it's interesting how the messages seem to connect. Now, walking, walking with the Lord. If we look at verse 30 of Mark chapter 6, it says, Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things both what they had done and what they had taught. So you're looking at some people in the ministry. Look at, you're looking at church folks. <laughs> you're looking at disciples. And they're coming to Jesus and, and they're saying, they're telling Jesus all the things that they did and all the things they taught. I think that's interesting that they're like, Jesus, you got to hear what I, what I preach today. <laughs> Jesus, I had this revelation today. You need to hear what I taught and you need to hear what I did. Life, ministry can wear you down. You know, you might have people that will wear you down. <laughs> People can pull on you. Your family can pull on you. Circumstance can pull on you. But it's interesting, Jesus' response to them, and he said to them. So this was Jesus' response to what they did and what they taught. And he said to them, come aside by yourself to a deserted place and rest a while. Landon, it's so good to see you. So here they are. I mean, busy with ministry, busy with doing work of the kingdom, busy with their life, busy with everything they, they, they had going on, everything they were doing, walking through this life, walking and following Jesus and doing this life with Jesus. And yet here he says, he, he's, his response to them was come aside by yourself to a deserted place. 
I think that's something that we need to, we don't do enough. I think, I think we're in a society that we like too much busyness. That we like too much noise. I mean, I've never been in, 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 in a, even in my own life, it's like we, we have to have noise, background noise. We have to have things going on. You have to have things going, things happening. The TV's on or this is happening, music's on and, and all this is on. You, 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 I, I have a hard time driving in silence. <laughs> I have to force myself to say, you know what, I'm just going to get quiet. Why? Because, because even though we don't like busyness, we like busyness. Because we don't know how to be quiet. We don't know how to listen. We don't know how to hear. Because if we get quiet, then we may not like to have to deal with what the Lord's telling us to do. <laughs> we don't like quietness. We want to be, be busy. And some people, if there's no crisis, they like to create crisis. And if they don't have any crisis, then they want to talk about someone else's crisis. But Jesus said, hey, you've all been out doing ministry. You've been out doing all these things. And I, I'm so grateful for all that, that you've done. But yet, what you need to do is you need to come to a deserted place. What is, what is a deserted place? Sounds like, you know, we, we don't think that God operates necessarily in deserted places. But yet, what's a deserted place? It's a place without distractions. Come by yourself to a deserted place and rest a while. That's something I need to learn to do better is rest. See, walking with the Lord is not always you doing something for the ministry. It's not about your eight hours of prayer. It's not about how many chapters you may try to get done and read in a day. It's not about how spiritual you may look. Because you can do a lot of spiritual things. You can, you can pray hours upon hours upon hours, but are, are you at a place of rest? Doing something that looks spiritual doesn't mean you are spiritual. There's times where I've, I've prayed in tongues for an hour and the Lord said, what are you doing? Because your, your spirit man isn't connected with me. You can, you can pray out. And, and I understand that your, your mind is unfruitful. I understand those things. But, but the thing is, 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 are you drawing out of the spiritual well? Or are you just doing something spiritual? The thing is, is, is we have to come to a place where we have the ability to get quiet and rest. And the word rest means to recover your strength. I mean, some of the most spiritual people I've met, some of those godly people I've met have been the most down-to-earth people that you would, you would, they're just, it's, it's really, <laughs> and yet there's such an anointing upon their lives, but yet their lives are so simple.
That's why Paul, that's why Paul I believe, told Timothy, it says, it says, you have to be instant in season and out of season. Meaning, meaning, meaning you're, always, you're always in a position where you have the ability to release something. You always, you're always able to, for God to flow through you. Why? Because you've had these times where you were able to get to a deserted place yourself, a place free of obstacles, and you could rest a while. And I think that's something that we need to learn to do is rest. Deserted place. Free from news. <laughs> free from what everything else, everyone else is saying. Free. Free from any hindrances. Free from any obstacles. To be able to hear. You know, that scripture, that Proverbs 8, it says, hearken. It's interesting about that word is hearken just doesn't mean hear, but it means hearken means to hear and do. Listen. In my, my, my Bible in Proverbs 8, the one verse says listen, the other one says, you know, uh, hearken, and the next word says hear. But if you're, everything is so noisy, will you be able to hear? If you have so many things going on around you and busyness and pressures and symptoms and obstacles, will you be able to hear? But that's why we have to walk with the Lord. Uh, let's go to, this is my last scriptures I had. Well, I had other ones, but I, I don't, I need to get into those. So go to Psalms 1. I'll close with this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So blessed is the man. So the man that's blessed does not walk in certain places. The blessed man doesn't walk where everyone else walks. The blessed man, he doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or you could say the wisdom of the ungodly. How much do we seek wisdom of man more than we speak wisdom from God? The counsel, the wisdom, the advice of the ungodly. How, how often do we, or are we constantly seeking wisdom that's not from someone that's godly? Not someone that's fruitful. Not someone that has a good track record. Not someone that has a proven track record. Not someone that's, that operates in truth or deals in truth. How often do we, we constantly spend time talking about what everyone else is talking about, but none of it's wisdom from God. And he says, blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Your success and the, and the blessed life has everything to do with where you walk, where you sit, and, and, and where, where you stand. 
Where you walk has, has to do with, with, with who you're walking with in life. Where you stand is, has to do with who are your associations. Where you sit is, is who, who are you feeding upon. I'm telling you, our society is filled with scornful people. <laughs> Just, I'm so, <laughs> haven't been on social media that much in, in almost two years. And I'm so grateful because it's full of nothing but scornful people. <laughs> people really that are just bored. People that you have spiritual watchdogs. And you have all sorts of people on that, that are trying to watch what other people are saying. And it's this game. And it's this, this thing that can totally get you frustrated and totally get you out of the will of God. And next thing you know, you have people fighting over things that really don't matter. That's sitting in the seat of the scornful. The scornful. People that hate people. People that... <laughs> I, mean, I don't go to, want to go there. But where you walk, where you stand, where you sit. But what does the blessed man do? The blessed man, his delight, his pleasure. His delight. Your delight is what you like doing. Your delight is... Where you get pleasure. I like to go places. Annette and I like to travel places that we find pleasurable. You know, grow, you know, going back home, back to where I'm from, you know, it was, it was good to go back because it was things I could show Annette on where I grew up, where I came from. And, and, and it was, it, I was delighted to be able to show her things of where I had walked, where I had been. And, and here it's the blessed man. What he delights in is where he walks. What he delights in is where he stands. What he delights in is where he sits. So where does he walk, where does he stand, and where he, does he sit? His delight is where? Where he walks, where he stands, where he sits is where? In the law of the Lord. In the word of the Lord. And in the word does he meditate day and night. And what is that person? It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does prospers. So where I walk, where I stand, where I sit, what I delight in. The word of the Lord, the presence of the Lord has the ability to cause my life to be fruitful. Where are you walking? Where are you standing? Where are you sitting? Because it will cause you to be fruitful or unfruitful. I want to read this in the Passion real quick. says, what delight comes to those who follow God's ways? They won't walk and step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. They're never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. 
Wow, I love that. See, this is what this is the person that's walking with the Lord. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. This is, but how difficult, difficult, different are the wicked? All they are, all they are, is dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked lead only to doom. I like that. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their path as they Move forward. Hallelujah. So that's like as you walk with the Lord, the Lord's walking with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Encounters. Our, my heart as a pastor, as your pastor, is for us to have daily encounters. Sundays, Wednesdays, corporate prayer, special services that we have encounters with God. Because it's out of those encounters, your life will change. It's out of those encounters, you'll hear his voice. It's out of those encounters, he'll give you directions for the next season of your life. It's out of your encounters, you receive forgiveness. It's out of those encounters, you know who you are in him. It's out of those encounters that God does things through you that you never thought possible. But these encounters come out of walking with him and having a daily relationship with him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. and Father, make us thirsty. Make us thirsty. That we'll never be satisfied walking with sinners. We'll never be satisfied sitting or standing. In the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. Make us thirsty. That we come to a place where nothing in this world satisfies. That we are so hungry for you. We're so looking forward to time that we can just be in your word, whether it's just for 10 minutes. It's all the time we have, Lord. I thank you that you can multiply that time. That everywhere we go during the day, wherever we go during the course of a week, Father, wherever we have to be, Lord, I thank you that we can be in constant communion with you. That we can constantly be praying, constantly constantly yielding and leaning an ear towards you. Thank you, Father, that you're growing us up quickly. You're growing us up. Thank you, Father. Thank you for taking us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Make us thirsty. Thank you, Father, for a church full of people that are hungry and thirsty. Hungry and thirsty. We're not satisfied with yesterday's manna. We're not satisfied with yesterday's experiences. But we're constantly pressing in and leaning in 
and pursuing you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that we're loving you, that we're pursuing after you with all that we have. You pray this after me, Heavenly Father. Make me thirsty. Make me hungry. Help me, Father, to have a heart heart that is after you. Help me, Father, to get away to deserted places when I need to. A place free from obstacles. Free from distractions. So I can receive strength. Make me thirsty. Make me hungry. Because you said. Those people. Would be filled. In Jesus name. Amen. Receive this word tonight. Amen. Amen.